Actually, actually, that's why I asked Isaiah to read this because I wanted to see how he was going to say it. I think he said Phrygia. We'll just go with that. <laughs> Phrygia. 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 And Galatia. I can do that one. That's a, that's a ter- like if you look on the map, that's kind of a natural flow. You would kind of, they're hitting all these cities along the coast, and that seems like they're on this natural flow, a natural path. And then having been, big word, forbidden. That's forbidden. Sounds like such an intense word, right? But it's a word to mean to hinder, to prevent, to deny. Forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Now, Lauren brought up the observation very good. We don't know how. We don't know if someone got the, the BGs and they just had to, you know, they, could, they couldn't make the, oh, I feel sick, and they pulled over, or, you know, I, oh, I, don't, you know, I don't know. We don't know. Or maybe, some, maybe they were just trying to access through a town or something, and it's just like stuff got weird, and we don't know how the Holy Spirit forbid them. But we know that God, in his sovereignty, for some reason, for some reason that we don't know, just didn't allow it to happen. But notice how Luke sees it. It's God's forbidding. And is what they're trying to do bad? No, they're trying to speak the word in Asia. Does God not care about Asia? No, don't go to Asia. No, God's got Asia and God cares about Asia. It's just, Paul, I don't need you there. Not right now. Verse 7, and when they had come to Mysia, they, look at this, this is good words, they attempted. So they were trying to go this way, forbidden. They're trying to go this way to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus doesn't allow them. Does God not care about Bithynia? Oh, he does. And the gospel will touch Bithynia, because even Peter will write a letter later commending to the believers in Bithynia. But just right now in this moment, with this particular personnel, with this particular team, you don't need to be there. So passing by Messiah, they went down to Troas. We need to just see this big. He directs their paths. And how is God directing them? By closing doors. We don't like no's. Naturally. That's why when Blue asks for a certain type of food and I say no, he just throws her fit. We, we all instinctively do not like a closed door. And we're so quick to think, if God closes the door, must be something wrong. Maybe this is not of God. Does God indict them for trying to go to Asia, trying to go to Bithynia? Do we see any record of God saying, you're, you're not of sound mind? This is part of the adventure, the freedom to, bro, we go to Asia. Okay. We go this way, Bithynia. Uh, God's not getting mad, but he's closing the door. And you don't see Paul and the boys, like what Sovereign said, complaining. If you get a closed door once, you get sad, yeah? Like you want to get this job and then, oh, or you're hoping to get moved to this place and, oh, or whatever, you know? And then if you get a second closed door, do you get what? Irritated. And then you get discouraged. And then for some of us who are extra sensitive, like most of us, we get depressed. And then you start to get frustrated. Then you start to question, am I even called? Is this even, what is the Lord's? But what if, what if God closing doors is just trying to direct your path? What if he's just trying to make your way a little bit more straight? What if 
he did need to let them knock this way and knock that way because, like someone brought up, God's doing a work in Macedonia, and, okay, now's the time. Okay, let's go. We don't know. But what we do see is that God is directing our paths using closed doors. Let me quote this guy, A.T. Pearson, in his works. He mentions, God's servants are forbidden in one direction, but they're invited in another. Livingston tried to go to China, as David Livingston, but God sent him to Africa. William Carey tried to go to Polynesia, but God guided him to India. Judson went to India, but then went driven into Burma, which our, one of our deacons, Richard, is from. God's not closing a door to say, just quit already, or go on vacation. No. You, we have to. It's a mature believer that can see a closed door and rejoice because he's realizing God's directing my path. This will take a lifetime to really learn. Think of all the closed doors you've had recently, all the no's and nays and waits and not yet's that you've heard from God. What's your attitude? Where's your heart? What's your perception? Are you angry with God? Are you blaming God? Are you questioning God's guidance in your life? My hope and prayer is that from a text like this, we learn that God's no is better than our yes, and that when a door gets slammed shut in your face, it's because he's directing you to where he wants you to be. It's a tough lesson, guys. And it's amazing that we see no record of complaining or grumbling or any kind of vile spirit like that towards God. So, we see God moving. He's directing. He's discharging us. He's sending you to the exact place where he wants you. You've been stuck at that job for too long that you feel, what if that's where he wants you to be for now? You get assigned this place with that person or whatever. Ask the Lord, change my perception. Change my heart. You're determined the exact times and places and periods of time. Why? So you can seek him and find him. Know Christ, make him known. Let me give you some scripture. Psalm 37, 23 to 24, it says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord. Proverbs 16, 9, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Proverbs 19, 21, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs 20, 24, A man's steps are from the Lord. How then can he understand his way. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Let's go Asia. That's got to be where God's sending us. Okay, maybe he's sending out Bithynia. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, what are they doing? They're acknowledging him. Holy Spirit, you're forbidding us here? Okay. Spirit of Jesus, not this way? Okay. And he will make your paths straight. I love that it's not merely about the path. It's the purpose. It's the purposes of the Lord that stand. Their purpose is to get the gospel out. If it was about the path, if it's about north or south or this or that or this job or that job, 
and it doesn't pan out, if that was the case, then, then verses seven, the, the first verses in this text, then this team would be a failure. They tried knocking on two doors and it got shut. They'd be terrible missionaries, but it's not about that. Their heart's desire, their purpose is to spread the word. Question, simple question. Who is directing your path tonight? Like, who's really in charge of your life? Actually, this is a better question. Who do you think is directing your path? Because even if you think you're directing your path, you're not. You're delusional. That's what the Bible's trying to show us. You know, when I was a younger man, I had a path that I had planned out in my life. I wanted to be playing in the Olympics by 18, professional soccer player, and married by 21. And at one point, I wanted to go missions to China and anywhere off, out of the States. That was my passionate plan. College ball is as far as I got. I got married at 28, and I started to do ministry in a local church on an island I wanted to get off in a church that I never thought I'd come back to. And you know what I say to all that? Praise God. Because I couldn't have thought a better plan for my life. His thoughts, his ways are so much beyond ours. He's directing it. Just let him direct. Let him lead. You see a yielding spirit in this team. They don't lash back at God with two no's. Why'd you call us then? Why'd you send us? No. They recognize something that we all need to recognize. If you truly believe that the Lord is Lord, and you truly believe he loves you, he saved you, he redeemed you by the blood of Christ. He loves you that much. He numbers your hairs. He knows when you sit where you lie. He knows how long you'll live at the place you're living. He knows how long you'll be at the job you'll be. He knows who you'll marry. He knows your children, your children's children. You really believe this. Then our prayers would look more like this. Look at James chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. James says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go. He's indicting. He's saying, Come now, you who say this. You who have this attitude. Today or tomorrow we will go with confidence. It's the same message like this. You do you, I'll do me, we do, you do, you are whoever you are, you, you are what you want, you do what you want to do. That, come now, you who say that in your heart. Into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What's your life? You don't know that. What's your life? You're a mist. <sighs> It appears for a little time, then vanishes. See, that earlier thought, that prayer, that train of thought, not even a prayer, that mindset is a mindset that does not see that God is directing your path. It says, I'm directing my path. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So come now, you who say that tonight. You have your five-year plan and you're so set on it. And if it doesn't happen like that to the T, oh, the world's going to fall apart. It says, verse 15, instead, you ought to say, if we really believe that the Lord directs our paths, if the Lord what? Wills. 
If the Lord wills. If the Lord wills, we'll get into Asia. Okay, Holy Spirit, nope. If the Lord wills, we'll go to Bithynia. No? Okay. We'll just sit. You know what? I'm tired. Paul, take a nap. Yeah, I'm going to go sleep. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. You boast arrogantly saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm this, I'm that. I will be whatever I want to be at any time I want to be. That attitude's evil, the Bible says. And then it says this verse, so whoever knows the right thing to do. What's the right thing? If the Lord wills. The right thing is this. I'm not God. I don't direct nothing. God is God and I am not. That's the right thing. And fails to do it, What's failing to do it? I'll do what I'm going to do, and this is how it's going to be. It's a sin. I love these men because they're so firm in the faith that they're so flexible to whatever God wants to do. You want to change it up on me, God, at any point? Go for it. Just wherever you lead, I'll go. Question yourself. Ask yourself. Do you really believe the Lord is directing your paths tonight? Think of all the decisions, all the stuff you're praying through right now, all the no's, all the doors that got slammed shut. Do you trust that that's part of his direction? That's part of his guidance for you? You know, if you just look at the back of your Bible and you look at the missionary journeys and the maps and you just start to string stuff, (laughs) it just looks like a mess. (laughs) (laughs) It just looks, wow, they were almost home. Why didn't they just get, oh, they're going this way now. You know, when I was looking at the maps, I I thought of AJ because when I first met AJ and I hung out with him, we were talking about, you know, we share life stories and stuff. And he told me by the time, correct me if I'm wrong, by the time you graduated, you lived in about half the states. That's correct. So by the time you graduated high school, he lived in about half the states of the, the United States of America. And I was thinking to myself, if AJ just looked at a map and took and just drew lines of where God was guiding and, like, I wonder what that would look like. The time and place and here and there. I mean, you look at a map and you say, that's my life. You just kind of get like, oh. But the reason why I bring that up, though, is because all of those moments, bro, from place to place, person to person, time to time, we now know what was God doing. He was directing your path so you would know Christ and make Christ known. The fact that you tell me things like you love being here in Hawaii and the fact that you told me that circumstances, it was like shut door circumstances, hard circumstances drew, drove him here that he can share with you later. It wasn't like he really, like there was just hard circumstances. He didn't want those things to happen. It drove him here. But we now look back hindsight and we realize God was directing your path. Why? So you know Jesus, and so you make him known. And that is an increasing passion in this young man's life to this night. And I just think, and I look, and I'm, wow, I'm just marveling. I mean, I think, I think of a lot of you here, the conversations we've had. And the first time I met Lane, I mean, first night I met Lane, I was like, oh, what brings you here from Australia? And she's like, 
well, literally the Holy Spirit. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> literally the Holy Spirit. I'm like, usually like, oh, for work or, yes, the Holy Spirit. Yes, quite literally. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just, the first time I'm meeting her and I just hear that. And I'm like, takes me to a place where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, yes. Yes, the Holy Spirit led you here. Yes, the Holy Spirit allowed you to connect with Christy them at a market. And like, yes, yes, all this is happening. I mean, like, if you just think of your day-to-day, think of all the places you've been. It's really fun. It's just a lot of times we're not awake to see it. Or a lot of times we lack the faith to believe it. We don't like the places we're in. We don't like the, the areas he and we end up in. We don't like the time periods and how long we're in this season. We hate it. We don't want no's. We want more green lights. Yes, 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 yes. Answer all my prayers. Parents, do that with your children. Just say yes to everything. See how that turns out. No. God, that's why most of God is no. But he's directing our past. Let's not be angry with the Lord. Let's say yes, Lord. We yield. And Lane is in Hawaii this evening, and I can say with confidence because of the scriptures, to know Christ and make Christ known. The logistics and the details of what that looks like, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But it's a beautiful thing to finally come to a place in your life where you really submit and yield to the providence and the sovereignty of God. Those are big words, but in short, it's this. God's directing your path for his purposes and his glory. It's just, will you realize it? And will you jump in on the adventure and have some fun? I think this might have been a really fun adventure for these boys. Sure, it didn't turn out the way they... they, My life doesn't make any sense except that there's God. But, you know, I've come, and, 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 I'll, and don't get me wrong, I'll be honest with you. With all the stuff when I said, I, with all that in my life, my, my short life history, I would say amen. Yes, I say amen, but it was hard. I didn't always like the no's. I wasn't always stoked that, oh, okay, no, I can't do this or go there. No, it's going to take a life to break you and I in to realize God's the shepherd. He's leading. He's directing. And a no is good for you and I. We need to learn to rejoice in the know. So verse 9 to the end, it reads, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. So they were exhausted from all the no's. They went to sleep. And a man of Macedonia, Macedonia, present-day Greece, lots of scholars argue that they think this man is Alexander the Great. That's what they're just guessing. But because um, in the time he's trying to make the whole, known, you know, conquer the whole known world or whatever, but... And, Christ, and G, Paul is trying to, like, make Christ over known throughout the whole known world, so the Holy Spirit just kind of had them link up. That's what they say. But we don't know who this man is, but it's a man of Macedonia, and he was standing there urging him and saying, look at what this, this guy says in the dream. Come over to Macedonia, specific place, come here, and help. And help. Help us. I want us to notice that word. Because could it be that the Lord is directing this mission team's steps to a place where there's people who want help? You know, earlier Zeus was mentioning in observation time, it's good that this, we can learn from this. We don't just kind of bazooka blast the gospel everywhere. You just, you know, like God's trying to send us to certain people at certain times. 
And I agree with that. And perhaps if we're more yielding and sensitive to the Spirit's lead, he's going to direct our paths to someone who wants to hear it. This guy in the vision is saying, I want help. Help me. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So I love to spend my days and times with people in my life in my vicinity that I can sense like there's a hunger there. You want to read this? You want to know this? You have questions? Just like Philip and the eunuch. He was in the chariot. Remember Acts chapter 8, going home, and he's reading what? Isaiah. But you don't know what it means. And the Spirit of God said, Philip, go south. And he bumps him into a man who says, I need help. Wow. The guy says, I need help. And what kind of help does he need? What kind of help does Macedonia need? It says later in the verse, they concluded that God called them to preach the gospel. The greatest help Macedonia needs, the greatest help Honolulu needs, the greatest help your workplace needs, your schoolmates need, your family and friends need, you and I need, is Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ crucified, buried, risen, ascended. He sits on the throne. He calls everyone everywhere, repent, trust in me. Because when you're done, you either pay for the wrath or I paid for it. Trust in me. Come to me. So this man saying, help, the guys get together. And I love that Luke, this is the first time we see the we's. You know, Luke's like, we saw it. That means Luke, uh, Luke is now on the team now. So it was Paul, Timothy, Silas. Now Luke's in there. First time we see a we, and they're coming together, and Paul is sharing their dream. He wakes up, oh, bro, how does nuts dream? Macedonian, bro, how do you know I was a Macedonian? I don't know, I think, I think he had on his shirt, Macedonian. You know what I mean? He tells them the dream, and they're like, he's just like, come, I need some help. And, and it's cool. It says they concluded together. That means they talked about this together. They shared this together. Just a little insight for you in the journey. When you're seeking God's will and you're wondering to go north or south or east or west or this or that, do you have brothers and sisters that you can bounce these ideas with? Just, just some food for thought. Paul shares the dream. He doesn't say, I had a dream, so I must go. No, no, no. This is my call. No. He's like, bro, we all are. Timothy's like, I got circumcised, you. You know, like, it's like, we're in this together. And, you know, and Luke's there and he's like, you know, let's go then. Perhaps this is the Lord's will. Two closed doors, and now the door's wide open. And I'm sure even if it got shut on their way, they would have just, all right, the Lord's directing our path. But we'll see next week they get in there. The last thing I want us to see is he's directing our paths by opening doors that we may present the gospel. I wonder how much of us actually think that? Like, do you believe? Do I believe? And I struggle with this. Do I believe I live in the neighborhood I live in, the neighbors I live next to? Not just so that I can live there and be a blessing. <laughs> do you believe that you're in the class you are and the workplace you are, not just for you to be there? Oh, you know, God directed me here. Good, he did, but why? So you can know him and make him know. They said, we're going to go to preach the gospel. This was their passion and purpose and conviction. And I just wonder, all of us here tonight, we're here geographically together. We are going to scatter 
to who knows where, right? We say, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills, I'll make it back to Putanui. All right? That's where my house is right now. Why, though? So I can preach the gospel with my words and with my life. Let your light so shine that they may see your good deeds and praise the Father who is in heaven. How are they going to praise the Father? Those beautiful feet, you go and you preach it. How are they going to believe unless they hear someone preach it? They're not going to Macedonia to get some Macedonian shirts, to check that off the list of all the places they've been. That's not the kind of missionaries, that's not missionary mindset. That's probably why God didn't let me as a young believer go to China, because I just wanted the rush. It's like, charge them hard. I just want to go for gold. Let's get off the rock, yeah. But God's like, nah, you ain't going nowhere, buddy. Maybe I will one day go to China. I don't know. Wherever he leads, I'll go. By his grace, Lord willing. <laughs> no, God's got Asia, bro. Asia's on fire right now. But just see, take a, take a bird's eye view on this text and see the sovereign hand of God. Realize that he's doing that in your life right now. Perhaps there are individuals in your very vicinity, very, very much, like you're going to see them tomorrow. And in their soul, in their heart, they cry, help, help me. If you're a Christian, you have a treasure in that jar of clay. You know the difference between heaven and hell. God help us. May every interaction matter. God's directing our paths that we might preach the gospel. Just do we realize that? On the journey, will we be, when God closes doors, will we be upset or will we realize, no, you're just directing my step? Let's glean as much as we can from this text. In conclusion, in missions and evangelism, God saves and he's saving people by the preaching of the gospel, he's setting apart personnel for the work, and he's sending them to places that he chooses so they can present the gospel. That's tonight's text. We'll pray. I'm going to pause for a little bit before we pray, and I want us to try with your imagination. You know, if, you, if, if it's too confusing for your imagination, don't do this. But, like, I, I was doing this recently just thinking of AJ's life, I was just like, I had a map in my mind, and I was just thinking of all the, you know, it might not be a geographical map maybe for you, it's just like places. Just think of all the places, the periods, the, the places God has sovereignly placed you in right now. And just think. Think of those places. Think of the people. Think of their faces. And we'll pray, and pray in such a way where it's you surrender yourself now, submitting to God. Saying, God, open my eyes. Help me be willing to go, do, and say where, whatever it is you want me to say and to whoever. And help me to start where you have me right now, tonight. So I'll pause and just go ahead and spend some devotion with the Lord right now.
Lord in heaven, thank you for being God. Forgive us for trying to be. Forgive us for calling you Lord and then acting as if we are our own lords. Forgive us for being upset and frustrated and angry at you, lacking faith when you've closed doors in our lives, when you have not allowed certain things to happen the way we wanted them to happen. We repent from an attitude that James has brought up that we will, we say in our hearts, we'll go this place and that and do this or that. Lord, help us to yield. Help us to tremble. You're God. And you're going to do whatever it is you want to do. And we pray that our hearts would desire your will be done. Oh, would you correct our attitudes this evening? We all have many plans in our hearts. We have many desires. Help us to delight in you. Help us to lean on you. You'll direct our paths. You'll grant the desires in your timing and in your way. Thank you so much for bringing us together on the journey. No man can take credit for the coordination and that's happened in our church. How we have such a fun and funky, diverse group of people in this building, Lord. And no man can say he did that. You did that. You're doing this. And so whatever you have in store for us moving forward, we just want to go with you. Like Moses said, if God doesn't go, I don't want to go. We just want to follow. We just want to be near to you. So direct our paths now. Help us to have the freedom and adventure to try things, to go north, go south, and when the door is closed, to really realize now, okay, that's, that's good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for answering that prayer with a no. Get us there. Mature us to that place and that level of intimacy with the Holy Spirit that we might be like Paul and Timothy and Silas and Luke them and just enjoy the Lord and enjoy the ride. So in this adventure, until you call us home or come to get us, let the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ continue powerfully through us, in us and through us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.